1: Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Work For It podcast on the Makery Network. I'm Brian House.
2: And I'm Ben Butler. And together we represent the two most important components
1: of the maker world. I work the steel. And I work the wood. The show's primary focus is business in the workshop, and then we reach out to you on social media with a question every week.
2: We read your answers and then discuss them on the show.
1: Follow our show on any major podcast platform and on Instagram at workforit.podcast, or you can support us for as little as $1 a month on patreon.com forward slash workforit. Let's get on with the show. Episode number 50. 50. Oh wait, hold on. I'm gonna do the live stream. I'm I'm live streaming now. Uh, it's starting. Fifty. Oh, somewhere. Fuck. Here we go. Happy New Year. Okay, so <laughs> you're listening to the Work for It podcast. Uh, hold on. I, our audio is probably all we screwed think. up. This is brand new to us, we by think. the way. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: Hopefully. Uh, brand new to listening.
1: us. Uh, Um, anyway we are we are live streaming on facebook right now so if you don't um, aren't a member of the diy belt grinders and machines club uh, you can uh, join up on facebook there and you can see us live now we are going to be live streaming to youtube however uh, youtube had some restriction where i had to wait like uh, 24 hours or something like that uh, in order to get a live stream going so we're gonna yeah, so we're yeah exactly. So we're just basically <laughs> gonna do this on Facebook for now for the 50 second episode us. of Work for a Podcast. Oh, you can see us. Look at that! Is that uh, you're looking at it? At what? live on uh, Facebook there.
2: Yeah, on the Facebooks. All right. We are. We are officially I love it, there.
1: All yeah. Right. Fantastic. Yeah, we do have some people watching in. We have seven people watching in live on the on the Facebook feed. So, I'm going to. Um, what up, CJ? Oh, CJ Johnson. Yes. So, just in case you guys are aware, um, if you want to join the conversation, you can do so. You can leave a comment down below. We'll see those comments as questions. You can also download the riverside.fm app on your phone. And if you do that, um, use the link down below. You can actually do a request and become and join in uh, the conversation. Um, obviously, we ask that you be, you know, fairly respectful, have a question or whatever. <laughs> like um, we you are. Know, it, Again, we're still <laughs> new to the. Yeah, exactly. Keep, keep, keep it civil, right? Yeah, uh, but uh, for sure. Um, and and we're, what our plan is for this is to do this every Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we know not everybody can join, but we're on the East Coast. I'm on the East Coast. Ben's in mountain time. So for me, it's like 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be live streaming this. Uh, Through Facebook and YouTube, you can join up. Uh, We've taken a page of the Knife Talk podcasts. Uh, 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 They're doing the same thing, essentially. Mm -hmm. They're just using a different piece of software, but it's essentially the same thing. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, we're just going to actually try to get everybody involved and start answering questions. And, you know, um, it doesn't have to just be about um, belt grinders and machines, by the way, because Ben is more of a woodworker. If you're not familiar with what the Work For It podcast is. It's me talking about my steel projects, my fabrication stuff and Ben talking about his woodworking projects. Essentially, it's business in the workshop. So we we talk about what we've got going on um, and what we're up to for the week. And then also we talk a lot about social media and how that is um, in like basically influences our business. And yeah. that's uh, yeah. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. So yeah, Ben, it's how really you doing, buddy?
2: I'm great, man. This is this is really flipping cool, you know? And I think when I came on the show, we were just starting to talk about like you and I had like several conversations where it was like, man, we should do this. And you know, it was one of those we should do uh fests. And this was one of those things that we talked about. Like, man, like wouldn't it be cool to live stream or get trying to get as much audience participation as we could, right? And it's it's real. Yep. It happened. You know we got patreon yeah it, uh, patrons
1: helping us and it's awesome that's exactly the reason why we're able to do this so if you want to support the show you can go to work for it on patreon so it's patreon.com forward slash work for it i yeah. um, as for a little as one dollar a month you can actually uh, support what we do and we got enough patrons mm-hmm. together uh to pay for about half of the fees that are associated with doing live streams like this and then um, the other half, believe it or not, comes from ad revenue that is being generated because of the ads that play on the show. Now, yeah. there won't be any ads uh, playing during the live stream. So if you're watching the live feed, you know, this will all just, you know, play right through yeah. and it'll be ad free. So, yeah, yeah. But if you listen to us in any of the other podcast platforms, there's, you know, Stitcher, there's uh, Spotify, Google um, Play, and then Apple iTunes. Uh, you will get an ad once in a while. I think it's like three total, actually. So, yeah. but those ads actually generate enough income to where we can pay for the service. So, look yeah. at us. Look at us. That's We're really all very, cool. very professional now. So, yeah. now Yeah. So, uh, Ben, let me tell awesome. you about what I've got going on this week yeah, in my workshop. Yeah, tell me, tell me, tell because, me. Because um, um, uh, for those of you who are watching on the live stream and who follow me on Instagram, you probably know I've been working with no, stainless. We can show this is a uh, shit now. <laughs> yeah we can show people stuff now so but if you're listening to this really so you're knife. you're out of luck you're you're so you sol but this is my first this is actually my second so i i did a couple of uh stainless uh tests this is both mm-hmm. aebl this one is very very thin this is like a um almost like oh, a nice. a fillet O-A. knife yeah it's yeah. very very thin it's too thin in my opinion which is the mm-hmm. reason why i uh did another one but um okay. Oh,
2: this Is this the argon? A-E-B-L
1: stainless is way different. Yeah, yeah this is the Argon okay. stuff. Uh, you know, nice. I got Saucy a lot of that. adversity about that. Yes, yeah? on Instagram, I had posted some videos about doing an Argon flood inside of my kiln to offset the decarburization on the stainless. And I didn't fully understand the process. I just knew that there's commercial heat treating s- systems that actually do the same thing. Yeah. So I tempted it and it worked uh, for the most part. There was some decarb. I mean, when sure. I pull it, basically what Paragon told me was, is when you pull it out of the kiln and it hits the atmosphere, it immediately starts to decarb. Ah. Um, I, I always grind my bevels after heat treat. So it doesn't really matter. Anyway, uh, I grind Damn. all that off anyhow. So it, it worked fine. So, but, uh, but yeah, so that's so, I'm been adventuring in stainless Ben.
2: That's awesome. So for somebody like me who knows, you know, jack all about um, knife making or or steel and metal working, uh, my understanding, I guess, is when you when you heat treat that, you're starving. You're you're creating an oxygen free environment. Is that what you're essentially doing? With that's, and that's the point wrap of the it R- in guy. foil. Yeah, yeah. Normally you yeah, wrap so it in a, lo- a lot, a lot in, of the- and, yeah.
1: Yeah, a lot of knife makers that work with stainless use a foil, stainless steel foil wrap that they uh, put some sort of baby powder or something in there that there's a couple of different functions for that. Um, Mm -hmm. One is uh, to uh, the baby powder helps the release of the stainless steel foil and it helps it. It keeps it from basically forge welding when you do your plate quench. And then it also burns off on the inside and, sure. and destroys the atmosphere, destroys any oxygen or, yep. or um, nitrogen that's in the inside of that stainless uh, packet. Uh, my, cool. I, I always find that fascinating that people go through that, all that lengthy uh, process to, get, uh, to do this because I didn't fully understand why you wouldn't want your stainless to decarb. Now I get it because if yeah. the carbon leaches out of the steel, then the blade won't harden, right? Because that's the part that actually hardens the steel is the carbon that, you know, gets mixed in and all right. So now when I bought my Paragon kiln, they sell an attachment for it. It's basically a flow meter that allows you to plug in an argon tank and see, I have welders here, so I'm always using argon for shielding gas. And uh, it floods the interior of the kiln with that, and then pushes the oxygen and air out of the kiln itself. Yeah. Um,
2: okay.
1: Here's some super geeky science, by the way. This is what I found it's out about it. It's really me. So the flow... crazy. To me. Go,
2: go ahead. ahead. No, I want to hear. Go ahead. I, I'm just like.
1: Uh, all right. Yeah. A few things. So when, so when argon hits a high temperature, like say a thousand degrees Fahrenheit.
3: Hmm.
1: When it hits that, it expands ten times its normal size. So if you can imagine, you know, this much argon is now this much argon the moment it 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 reaches the temperature of a thousand Fahrenheit. Yeah. So there's so little flood that's needed. So when you turn that gas on, the the flow meter is set at like like five, like less than five. Yeah, it and then it just and it, it. I mean, obviously you can't see it. It's it's a yeah. it's a clear gas. So you, there's there's no um, visual indicator. However, um, you know you can you can see inside the kiln that the there's hardly any decarb happening. You know, which I find fascinating. Mm. Uh, and then the minute you pull it out, I quaint, uh, I plate quench, which means two pieces of. You can kind of see them behind me here. There's two big pieces of aluminum right there that are in a vice and, and essentially the blade goes in there and then those two things come together. We blow uh, cold air over it and it drops the temperature so fast that yeah. um, it actually hardens the steel. You can do this with a two as well, um, which huh. is a high carbon steel, but you can do it that way as well. Um, exciting stuff, like really yeah. cool stuff. I'm having a blast. See, That's the
2: it, thing. So. I think that I've always been fascinated by metalwork because of some of the what you're describing here right it's there's a chemistry side to it or a science side to it right like woodworking it's just a bunch of old sons of bitches and hand planes and tradition you know (laughs) (laughs) whereas (laughs) um, you can be a chemist or a scientist um with knife making i was just looking so argon is non-combustible right um and this yeah it's this uh this sort of surprised me is that oxygen is actually non-combustible as well. It 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 adds to in the process, uh, right? You need heat, oxygen, and fuel to have fire or flame. But the so if the oxygen is greater, it's gonna make the flame bigger, right? But the but the oxygen itself isn't technically burning, is what what Google just told me, which hmm. I think of like, ah, oh, that's interesting.
1: I always thought um, oxygen was uh, combustible because, you know, they always yeah. tell these people who are on uh, the oxygen assist for like emphysema, you know, they're not yeah. supposed to. But I think it's just that, them, but makes sense. That
2: pure oxygen, right. To have the, the fire triangle is that, you know, that heat, oxygen and fuel. And, and if any one of them is out of balance or greater, you know, it can cause flare up. There's actually, Interestingly enough, so the work that I do, I, I, I work for uh, a research station, and part of the research station uh, is located in Missoula, Montana. And there's actually a fire lab in Missoula for studying wildfires. And basically, all day long, all year round, there's several scientists up there that are just burning little matchstick trees in, uh, in burn chambers, studying how slope and aspect and all these different things affect wildfire spread and, you know, all those different things. So it's, it's always kind of fascinating to me. I've spent some time when I first started in my, my uh, current job, I actually lived in Missoula and worked up there out of the fire lab uh, for a bit, didn't do anything in the burn chamber, but it was always kind of neat, you know, that they were in there burning stuff up.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I find, I find the, the whole process of working with different kinds of steel, uh, Ben over at Ben's bites and I had this discussion yeah. about, okay. So if, if uh, for the longest time I've worked with a two, uh, tool steel, and then I also okay. work with adcrv two. And those are both high carbon steels. And they're, right. in, in my opinion, they're because I've worked with them for so long, I'm, I'm very comfortable with them. I feel very, you know, it's like an easy process for me because I have the experience. Yeah. And uh, and now I'm moving into stainless steels. And here's what I've discovered about stainless is it loves to warp. So with, yeah. with any heat, uh, it, like for instance, if you were to take a stainless steel blade, like even one of these, that I was working on. And if I was only grinding one side, right, um, I would get a potato chip warp. It would actually, it would flex towards the heat. So like this one side would get warm and then it would kind of curl in. And then I could flip it around and then I could grind the other side. And when I did that, it would just straighten right back out again. Um, It blew my mind. Now this this was a tip that I got yeah i got a tip from ben because i i ground this blade never worked with stainless steel before um and i ground this blade and i I called ben and i said i screwed this all up this thing is like a potato chip it's warped it's twisted uh and he's like you're fine uh the first time i ground down stainless especially aebl which is what i've been working with um i he said the same thing happened to him and he said just offset it by grinding the other side and Grind you'll be fine. And, and sure enough, they went right back. Yeah. So, so it. but see, when you're working with like more high carbon steels, you're not really dealing with that so much. Um, right. I, I just don't, don't get the warping like I get with stainless. So why do you think uh, that but the is? other is part of this, that
2: more stable? Or?
1: Well, I don't know. It's gotta be the, che- yeah, it's gotta be the chemical uh, composition yeah. of the steel. I mean, right. I don't, heat I don't doesn't fully affect it, it in the same yet. way. Um, does not. Yep. Yeah huh so that's crazy yeah i'm good with it yeah because and here's the reason why i I, i'm working these blades right and i'm i'm misting them with water the whole time i'm working yeah you've
2: got your whole and attachment right
1: i've got that whole attachment it 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 mists the the blade as it's working and these never corrode i mean they just they don't get the slightest bit of rust on them at all it blows my mind because been working with high carbon steels for so long that you know th- th- you're dunking or you're spraying it with a mist cooling it's system rusting while you're making it bit. The... yeah the the backside is like basically already flash rusting you That's know um, by the time you're yeah and you don't get that huh. with the AEBL That's Okay so by the way real quick Ben I want to I want to give a quick shout out we've got Sindri over in the UK listening in right. we've got Nick Tobin Nick Tobin in New Brunswick, Ontario, which means he's like way north. We've got Mark Vanderwerf, who's also yeah. listening from the UK. We've got Lando Novak, who is, like I believe, two in, the in morning Canada morning there, somewhere. Isn't it? In the UK? In the UK? the UK. It's eight hours ahead, so it's not quite that late. So yeah. And then uh, eight hours for me. We've got Clive Campbell, who I believe is in the US um we have i mean if you look already this is Love our it. first live stream we've got <laughs> people all over the world listening in so um yeah we appreciate you guys by the way for supporting our work um, i know a I few of you guys it. are uh patrons and because of you guys is the reason why we can do this so yeah
2: thanks, but uh I mean,
1: cheers maybe. to you guys i'm drinking coffee today by the way because it's like three in the afternoon here cheers so cheers what are you drinking Drinking you you got a colt 45 or what what?
2: sparkling ice it's a
1: colt 45 (laughs) or a straight vodka
2: Mm, mm. whiskey on the rocks you know so all right so ben
1: so ben (laughs) took the day off of work today to to do this with us um not that you will actually have to take the day day off every right. time uh, that we record this, but we had to do I about three hours of setup yeah. uh, before this, uh, we could actually make this happen. Um, oh, and by the way, we've got Dave Griffin in the house. Dave, I don't know where you're from. If everybody could give me a shout to where you're located, uh, that would be man. fantastic. I'd like to know, I know where most of you are, but a few of you guys, I don't know where your your physical locations are. Uh, just, you know, leave it in the comment section, man. I'd love, to, I'd love to know where you guys are, are listening in from, so.
2: Yeah, it's really cool.
1: But okay, Ben. So I, yeah. can you show me? I know we're we're doing the live stream, but you had shown me a little bit earlier the cutting board thing that you were working on. Do you oh, have that yeah. handy? I know it's not going to really translate to the audio version, but
2: I, you know, it's funny. I don't I don't make a whole lot of cutting boards. Um, I don't know. Some guys. You're make, a woodworker, make a lot and
1: you of... don't make cutting boards. Interesting. Yeah, I just. It's just kind that's of like gluing, a signature thing gluing
2: three pieces of wood together, you know, but I was playing yeah. on the CNC and, and, uh, mm. so oh, man, basically that's cool. just kind of cut this little mountain mountain pattern in got cherry on the top, walnut, and then this is, um, ash, which is not normally okay. used in cutting boards, but it just, I don't know, looked pretty, looked pretty darn good. So I gotta oil it up. yet, But yeah. It was fun so because what, I,
1: um, do you go ahead. when you put that together, do you have to use any, um, so does the, sh- the shop bot do the shaping?
2: Yeah. So I cut, like cut the, the cut the first. And then basically I, let's see, what did I have to do? I I've been playing around with this because I want to do inlays, you know, where I could actually do a piece of wood inlay, like letters inlaid into another, Uh, piece of wood. So this was kind of like step one. Okay. Can I do a mirror image or, you know, a a joining image? I think I had to flip it around once or something. Um, and I, I, I've gotten in the habit of cutting everything out of MDF first, just to try it, you know, (laughs) even if it's just three inches of that profile, which is what I did here. I, I cut like the first three inches and then just hit stop you know, and then it doesn't waste a bunch of uh, scrap material. But so that was my first, all right, now I can get that. Now, what would it look like if you do an inlay? Well, interestingly enough, I, as I started looking more into how you do inlays, wood inlays on a, on a CNC, that's not the process at all. (laughs) Um, The process, interestingly, often is that you'll you will um, do like a V carve into the piece that you want uh, the wood inset into. So your main background will get whatever shape or letters that you want uh, cut out with a V carve bit, you know, like a 60 degree bit. And then what that allows you to do is then take the piece that you actually want to inlay and you cut that out so that in the end, it's raised up essentially. So you, re- you would remove all of the material from this board except for the stuff that you want to inlay. And then you just sandwich the two together and then cut them apart after the glue dries. So.
1: It's really... So there's no biscuits involved or anything like that. It just, you nest it together essentially with glue and then it... Imagine...
2: um, I've always... Imagine like one of those old typeset sets, you know, where the letters are all raised. Imagine if you could shove that into a piece of wood, right? That's basically how you would do it on a CNC. But instead of shoving, you would cut the relief part for it. And then a lot of guys will do it to where the the uh, typeset is thick enough so that you have a slight gap in between the two pieces of wood. And then that way, when you cut it apart on a bandsaw, it's really easy to cut, you know, you're not having to cut through the full wood. So it's kind of cool. I, I, I've been learning so much uh, on the CNC lately. It's just mind-boggling mind what the freaking thing can do.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, I've i been cutting out my knife hand my knife blanks like yeah. these were all uh, cut out on my Langmuir Systems Crossfire Pro, which is behind me mm-hmm. here somewhere. If you can see it in the camera, it's back yeah. in that um, my grind room. And it, you know, there's a lot of setup that goes in, into it. You know, as you know, with like the ShopBot, it's the same concept where you're yeah. sitting at a computer, you're designing things oh, nice. and you're, you know, testing and you're doing all that work. And then when it comes time to actually do the actual cutting, there's not a lot of human interaction. It's just, you know, the machine oh, does the work. Quick. It's very fast. And, and um, so my goal for has always been to become a production, um, yep. you know, shop where I could do work, uh, like knife work for instance, and, and produce like you say 10 or 12 different um, uh, knives at one time and then have them all be very similar, be the same. Uh, yeah. so when I started working with this blank, this is like a common, uh, knife that I make. This is like a, but this is a smaller version of it. And the oh, first shit. actual version of this, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a standard chef's knife. Uh, it's about eight inches long, you know, it's not, it's not very long. Uh, but, um, it's, it's a, a smaller version of the bigger ones that I've made in the past. Now what I've discovered is the big ones, they look really cool. You know, they're, they're an amazing knife. They, but they're just kind of unwieldy. You know, the blade is almost 10 inches long on those and they're just, there's no real true purpose other than if you're going to film like a horror movie and you need that like dramatic (laughs) kind of, you know, look or whatever. So here's, here's what I did. And the, and this, by the way, is one of the first blades that I ever designed and I did it by hand. So, um, I had one blank that I had cut out and I never put a handle on, and I was using that as a template. And then I Mm -hmm. took that and I traced around it on a piece of paper. And then I sent that to my wife and she digitized it and turned it into a vector uh, piece, right, in Illustrator. And then I said, okay, I wanna scale this down like, you know, one and a half, or, you know, uh, like scale it down a little bit so that I could make that exact same profile. Yeah, yeah, you can do it inside of Fusion. It actually, yeah, it'll let you scale things down. So I scaled it down. I ran some tests. I cut a couple out of mild steel so that I wouldn't, you know, if I didn't really like the feeling. But all of this R&D work was done um, using my CNC plasma cutter and Fusion, and I kind of already knew, like, okay, this is probably going to work the first time around, like it's probably gonna, um, you know, the, the blades will be what exactly what I want them to be by the time I'd actually cut them out of stainless, uh, they, I, it was perfect. I didn't have to, um, fix it at all, you know? So I feel like that's, this is the wave of the future for everyone having access to these uh, cheaper CNC machines.
2: It becomes a little melodramatic in a way, doesn't it? Where it's like, having the physical thing in the end isn't as big of a deal anymore, you know, in, in some ways, because it's like, well, yeah, I knew it would work. I, I just, I just built it in the computer. So of course it would work.
1: (laughs) I don't know. know. I'm still satisfied with it. I I I, feel very satisfied with, you know, like I I feel like because I was involved in the design and the very fact that it was created by hand initially, and yep. then after the fact it in. was you know put in then it then yeah. by the way once you get it out of the machine there's freaking five more hours invested in this thing to oh, get Lord. it to where yeah. you sharpen you know, it's actually a blade is, yeah here's another a lot of hands this on this is time. the
2: same uh so this was a a uh image that i pulled off the internet as well <laughs> the outline and then like you said it's just like a baseball it? trophy yeah yep <laughs> That's cool, for Sam's T ball, you know. It, but it's cool that and software has gotten so much better at doing this, and it's that bitmap tracing or image tracing. I think it's called image, image tracing. tracing. Illustrator. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, so the other day, Christy sent me a link. Um, University of Idaho has an engineering design challenge for. Uh, fifth grade all the way on up to 12th grade. And there's prizes, there's scholarships, there's all this stuff. And it's really cool. They sent uh, on the the site that announced the contest, they had, I think, six different projects. And it was anything ranging from like a robotic hand or or like an automated hand to... um, I don't remember what some of the other ones were. But, you know, there were those... I think it was like some kind of a rubber band airplane, and you know, just little simple maker projects. But but the 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 uh, challenge to the kids was okay. Here's the base idea: choose one of these projects and and build your own, and then send us a video or a or a photo. So Jack and I have been playing around. He he wants to make this robotic hand, but he wants to make it. Inspector Gadget style. So one finger will have a ballpoint pen, <laughs> another one will have a flashlight, another one will have a knife, and you know. So oh, he like started.
1: That. Yeah, that'll be cool. Cutting
2: stuff out of cardboard, and then he goes, "Can we cut it out on the CNC?" <laughs> so we've been modeling his hand, and we're going to cut his hand out on the ShopBot so that
1: you know. It'll oh be yeah, like, that'll be great
2: actual hand
1: (laughs) but i just got a. I just just got a comment from uh richard beck and he was mentioning that um langmere systems i don't know if you're on their mailing list but they they just came out with a big table now
2: oh nice! and
1: um they they have a five by ten table coming out now the one i have is like a four by three so it's kind of small i don't actually cut like big things you know really so four by three is kind of perfect for me but the um, they're they're going to be coming out. I think it's called the XR, which is like a, oh, cool. a full scale, you know, big either four by eight or five by ten table. That you know, Langmuir. Uh, you know, when you buy from them, like when you're you're basically buying into a project, kind of like when you buy the Revolution. It's a project yeah. that you build yourself, and you know, you kind of have to t- tweak it a little bit. I, I ran into some issues recently with mine. It ran fine for a really long time, and then I moved my table. And I started getting um, torch height control problems. You know, torch height control is like the Z axis or it reads yep. the the yep. steel, and then it, through the voltage, it can actually control how high the torch is. Well, then I, through the forums, there's like these Langmuir systems crossfire forums where you can talk to these guys, and the, you know they're like, try taking your control box off of the frame, and see yeah. if it fixes it. And sure enough, that did. So it's like little stuff like that, where it's like, yep. oh, it's grounding out, you know, something little like that and it's screwing everything up um, oh, and, something but right. it didn't do it until, and then what a ha- here's what's, you wanna know what exactly what happened? So it wasn't because I moved the table. It was because that uh, a few days before that, I was cutting a bunch of tube steel on my Evolution chop saw and a chip had flown out of the chop saw and it had landed in the oh. cavity <laughs> Between no. the frame and the and the the control oh. board and the box. No kidding. And it, it was arcing over between. So it was this little chip of steel what that would come off the tube steel. What are the chances? What are the odds? Because there's normally <laughs> there's rubber grommets that hold it the, away yeah. from the frame. So you don't have right. this problem. And um, in this case <laughs> Uh, yeah, mind over. blown. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. This one little chip of steel did that, you know? You know so, Hey, I've whatever, a it's fine. But, uh,
2: weird, similar thing. And, and now I, now I need to go around and check all of my, um, all of my wires because I, I couldn't move my, I could not move my gantry at all the other day. It kept, every time I press a button to manually move the gantry, it would tell me that the, um, the override switch was on you know there's a it has a big mm. oh shit button on it so that if if something goes wrong you just hit the oh shit button and it immediately kills everything um but i'm like no it's so i don't know what's going on i actually what what i found pretty cool about shopbot so shopbot has their own control software for the machine itself they some folks will buy into you know like uh, what is it, Gerbil or, or one of the open source sort of CAM control uh, softwares? But ShopBot, that ShopBot, th- this year is celebrating their twenty-fifth year making CNC machines, which to me is amazing. But so they they've written their own software. How long? Twenty years. Twenty-five That's a long years. Time.
1: 25
2: yeah. Years. So you can go in and tweak just about anything you want, and the whole thing they've got a whole. I've got a two-page laminated uh, sheet that comes with the machine with all the keyboard shortcuts. You know, you put in, like, O-V, and it does some command or it changes something. So it's kind of neat. But I just went in and overrode the switch. and Like, nope, I don't have an O oh shit button anymore. The oh shit button went oh shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so okay it's, it's, that's funny because when i was messing with the um when i was messing with the uh, the paragon kiln to try to get the, the argon to flood in uh, the kiln has like a touch screen on it where you uh-huh. can you know basically set all the parameters you can tell it like these are different segments ramp up to this temperature hold for this many minutes or whatever yeah for the life of me i could not figure out how to get the solenoid to fire off for the argon flood, okay. and I really wanted to heat treat this stainless stainless blade um, malfunction there. On I, <laughs> I have an issue with this spring loaded thing. Anyway, so that's. Oh, funny. is it your coil um, thing? <laughs> yeah, the coil cord thing. It just triggers itself
0: <laughs>
2: sometimes,
1: but it's um, great. Scared the living crap out of me. Holy shit! So, uh, but uh, th- so the argon solenoid. There's like a solenoid basically that fires off. And mm-hmm. it will, it'll open up the valve, you know, for the argon flood. And yeah. um, I called Paragon, left them a message I didn't hear back. And I was like, you know what? I really want to, I want to get this blade done. So I just right. went ahead and removed the solenoid. I mean, like, yeah. why would I, you know, <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh, because I can control it with a valve anyway. But um, yeah. they called me back actually. So Paragon on a Friday night called That's me back awesome. and uh, one of their, lead technicians called me back from his cell phone. He was out fishing on a boat. He's like, I'm out fishing on my boat. I'm out on the lake or whatever. He's like, but this is a really simple problem to fix. So that's
2: the beauty of today, right? Like, that's the beauty of the day and age that we live in. That man can can do the things he wants to do, live the life that he wants to live and still support you, you know, still fulfill his job requirement, so to speak, and the I've had some very interesting discussions, and it might be a whole topic for the show sometime, but the, the concept of, of the 40-hour work week or the eight-hour work day, right? Um, and it's such a construct that has been created some, out of necessity, more or less, from a manufacturing paradigm, right? It, it took Billy Bob eight hours to make an acceptable number of widgets today. So therefore, you know, if that happens on a consistent enough basis, then every worker shall work eight hours per day and five days per week. And we can get enough widgets pumped out. Right. But but today I have to question, like, there's so much work that doesn't fit that sort of paradigm. You know, um, if it's project based or uh you know, that certainly has due dates, uh, but there may not be many that come up on a daily basis, you know, I don't know. I think it's, it's well, that, interesting. That's a good me.
1: point because the, the, um, the normal work week used to be 32 hours before world right. war two and, um, ah. or it might've been world war one. Um, mm-hmm. and they, and we obviously lost a, a, a majority of our male population went off to fight the war and so you know the war effort took all these people put them in positions where we needed to manufacture things still and keep the economy flowing in the U.S. um, and in other countries too this was just not a unique problem to us but um, yeah now we we don't bat an eye at a 50-hour work week at all right you know I don't know about you but I work more than probably most people but like I don't see my I don't see my time as work. Like I really do enjoy and love what I, I, I do. So so you know, if but if I was going to a day job and I'm pumping out like 45 hours a week for someone else, I wouldn't have the energy to go and do what I do now, which is, yeah. you know, just basically the the maker stuff that I'm doing and and all of that. But um the uh so it, um, we're also getting, a, a Ben, uh, we're getting some confirmation that your audio is a little bit off. I don't know if it's, uh, if, if mm. you're back and forth a little bit, but you sound good in my ears, but I don't know if that's
2: where delayed. that is exactly.
1: Hopefully it doesn't translate to, um, uh, it says that you're cutting up. So if, if you have like any other mm. feed open, like you may want to close Facebook and just like, or whatever you yeah. close just to see. I'm going to turn the to Wi-Fi try to get off you some on my... band.
2: I'm gonna kill the Wi-Fi yeah. on my phone here.
1: And, and by the way, guys, in the in the um, the live feed uh, on Facebook, we I mm. appreciate the feedback because actually that's uh, a very um, uh, really good thing yeah. because we don't yeah. I don't really fully know what what this is gonna turn out to be. This is like our first time doing this, so um, thank you for that. And if you if anything does change and Ben's audio gets better, just somebody um, let me know. That way uh, yep. uh, we can we can hear it better or that way I can we can yeah, make changes it. or whatever. Yeah, Ben, anything you've got streaming, just like turn it off other than uh other yeah, than the Riverside stuff. So
2: hopefully by the way, we've got be Brian
1: Cohn on hold over here. He wants to join the conversation. No, no. Are you interested in talking with Brian real quick?
2: No. <laughs> 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 uh-uh.
1: All right. Oh, there he is. There hey he Brian, what's happening? Is. What's up? Hey, hey how's you going? Man, you look good. That's a good spot for you. I like that. You got your <laughs> yeah. belt hanging on the wall?
3: Yes, sir. That's your good side for yes, sure. Yes, sir, yes, sir. I like it. <laughs>
1: How you doing? Really
3: wonder. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh just got done doing some grinding. Um I threw up a live stream just to keep myself honest. If I put up my phone so that's live streaming, you know, I, I can't be playing on Facebook. You know, start oh. off with uh, you know, re- responding to some people, and then you know, end up on the doom scroll. But <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: <laughs> I almost <laughs> let, me, let me just you get this let,
2: morning. Then
1: <laughs> let, let me just tell you really quick that this is exactly what I wanted to have happen. I, I like in my mind when I started seeing the the uh, what I, we should be doing with the the Work for It podcast. I wanted this exact scenario where, you know, people can pop in, tell us their story and talk a little bit about what they're doing and then, you know, and pop out or whatever. And, and I think,
3: Heck yeah, man. I,
1: and I appreciate you, uh, for those of you guys that don't that don't know, but like earlier today, I messaged Brian and said, Hey, Brian, can I just like send you a link real quick so you can jump in and test this software? Cause like, <laughs> and he's just like, sure, you know, whatever. And, like, it, it's, it's yeah, a man. pretty amazing thing that we were able to put this all together in one day and um, actually yeah. have it work. So thank hey, you man. for that, by the We're way. working for we it. We are working <laughs> yeah. for it, absolutely. So real quick, I want uh, you and I privately talk a little bit about your journey with YouTube and content creation. Sure. Um, First and foremost, go ahead and plug, make sure everybody knows who you are and where they can find you on YouTube and Instagram. Yeah, man. And then tell us a little bit Thank about you. your journey. I know just like everyone, you're having that early content creator sort of lag where you're not getting a lot of movement. <laughs> um, and that's totally normal yeah, sure. by the way, but like, give us some insight as to what you've been up to, where we can find you and what your journey looks like.
3: You've got it, man. Thank you again for having me. Um, I'm Brian Cone of B knives, um, B K O H N knives. Sometimes that spelling gets a little difficult, but, um, yeah, you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at B cone knives um so i'm a knife maker i primarily make knives um i started out shoot probably right around five years ago i made my first knife and of course it was more of a knife shaped object not really a knife per se but um you know i made that first one fell in love with the process and i've been slowly you know growing my experience um started out watching um um, of, of course i saw some of your stuff but i i was Primarily watching like Walter Searles, um, Alex Steele, um, Simple Little Life over over there on YouTube, and then that that really got me the gumption to get going on knife making, and know uh, yeah, I learned quite a lot. Um, but yeah, so nowadays I'm you know I'm working a day job, if you will, um, not quite full time, but I'm doing you know 30 hours at the day job, and then you know just as much here in the shop trying to make things happen. <laughs> Um, I'm working super hard trying to make, you know, make this thing a real business. And, you know, I'm just trying to kick ass and take names. What can I
1: say? All right. So the the day job, is that like um, something you have to do in chunks of time or is it more flexible?
3: (laughs) Yeah. So I actually uh, I stock groceries at Target. Say that one (laughs) more time. It's not exactly. (laughs) I stock groceries at Target. So it's not the most glorious job, but you know, it, it, uh, you know, pays the bills. Well,
1: there, yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'll tell you because, um, and you always know my, my, my mantra has always been, you know, you work to do what you can to diversify Mm -hmm. your time so that you can do what you actually want. There's very few people on the planet that will ever get the opportunity to go, I got out of college and I'm doing exactly what I want to do. And um, I, I am never going to change my career, you know, whatever. It's my, such my a, wife's it's such a
2: one and only, I think.
1: Well, she's like a speech pathologist. She's, she's doing this like really awesome um, since karma the day I met her, work.
2: She, yep. Since the day I met her, that was what she was going to be. That's what she is today. And that's what she will be the day she retires. It's unbelievable. I, I can't even I applaud that, that, that
1: mindset. I can't I either, because I, I'll tell you, yeah. when I look at uh, my life, I've been doing tech work and been an entrepreneur for almost twenty years. Mm-hmm. But always in the back of my brain had i I wanted my workshop, I've always had a workshop, I've always built things and done things quietly and just kind of built and my my little side hustles, whatever I had going on. And then about, uh, you know, you all know the story. Three years ago, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to take the, the leap and I'm going to just con- like start making content full time, start really pushing towards that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it still doesn't pay the bills. You know, that, that particular um, portion of the work that I do is not where the money comes from. But in the process of chasing that dream led to the revolution project, the grinder project, the website, you know, and then it just all kind of, You know snowballed into this thing. So when I look at Brian I see myself like three years ago I see you doing exactly what you want Uh, to do Uh, And and by the way, you're already doing it better than I did it To start because you you've hired uh, I'm not kidding you man. You've got if you haven't watched Brian's stuff He's got a videographer that There's so much thought and energy put into your content creation that
3: um yeah for sure um my videographer is totally the best and worth every single penny i give him um honestly i don't pay him nearly enough for what he does i think just yeah Um, for sure he's
2: incredible i agree but regardless i think in some ways being intentional enough to say i'm gonna pay anybody right your friend, Bob to come in and, and run camera for you. Right. I mean, I've tried to convince my 10 year old kid to get out here and, you know, like, Hey, you want to, want to learn something about photography? Come on out, dude. You know, <laughs> cause it's there's yeah, cause it's labor. so often. And, and I know you have a pretty darn small shop, just like I've got a pretty darn small shop and, getting a unique shot in a small shop, it ain't easy. Right. And doing it by yourself, it's impossible. I think some days, you know,
3: yeah, I've got a whole eight foot by 16 foot and it, you have to get really creative to try to shoot that in a different way. (laughs) You know, looking (laughs)
2: at that and being intentional enough to, um, you know, to hire somebody to do that and, you know, work the process in that way. And like, Brian was saying, you know, just being committed to it and saying, you know what, I'm gonna put as much energy as I can into this and give it a run. You know, it's something I've not yet been able to do is take that jump. And I think it's kind of neat. You you took the jump very early, you know. In a way, it's like by committing to doing it. Um, those of us that went down the professional, yes, sir. You know, I've been been working quote, real jobs for far too long. And now it's really hard to step off of that ladder, you know? <laughs> um, so I think yeah. it's cool. I yeah. think it's the, awesome. The,
1: the sooner you can make these, these uh, moves, especially with any entrepreneurial endeavor, you know, you're not married yet. Uh, you don't have children yet. So, you know, the, the risk. So when I took the risk to start my company, I had a wife that didn't, um, have like a full-time job. She was staying home with the kids. I had two kids that depended on me. There was a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the reason why, you know, um, I went into tech because that's what I knew. I figured I could make a living at doing that. And I didn't really do it because I loved it so much as I did it because it Mm -hmm. was, I was chasing that dollar, you know? Um, yeah, I had to. I mean, and you by the way, ev- yep. that's normal. Like, they're, everyone's going to have to do something they don't want to do. Um, I was just doing it on my own terms. But but now when I look back on that, I think that was my ramp. You know, that like kind of it took 15 years. But mm-hmm. even when I started that company back then in 2006, YouTube really wasn't a thing. You know, I had made a few YouTube videos in 2008 yeah. uh, that got like a huge viewership. You know, like I created a couple of videos that just... Got a couple Mm -hmm. hundred thousand views or 250,000 views, but that was because I was like one of very few people on the platform at the time. Um, and then, um, that's kind of what kept in the back of my mind. I always thought like, okay, there's this thing out there that I could do. Like I could create content. i love doing that. Um, and maybe I could make some money doing that. Um, and you know, then, Uh, you know, midlife Mm -hmm. crisis, you know, the whole deal. Like I just realized, like, I'm like, I'm not getting any (laughs) younger here. If I don't do something now, I'm going to, you know, so I applaud you for doing it now because (laughs) in five years, you're going to look back at this struggle uh, and you're going to appreciate it. I think, because Mm -hmm. I look back at my own struggle of trying to climb the, the, the social media, um, ranks or try to just get some followership or to get anybody just to even listen to what I had to say. And it was, you know, I was spinning my wheels, you know, just every day, you know, I'd release a video and it would like, there's some videos on my channel that have like 200 views. And I'm just like, <laughs> wow, you know, it's really hard, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But then at the same time, the market decided, you know, yeah. like all of a sudden the yeah. grinder project happened and bang, it's, it happened. Right. Uh, Do you think crazy. T- that You're it. it
2: seems to me like so much of it too is is just that consistency and persistence right um and keeping mm-hmm. on
3: it yeah and honestly no, at this point oh, sorry, just keeping
2: after it right and even you know that i can remember there <laughs> was persistent. i can remember uh it was actually a poem i think that when i was in high school basketball coach shared it with us and it was like it was kind of kind of cheesy, but it but it the point rings okay. home, and I've applied it other places. And it was it was about little eyes that are watching, right? And it's uh, the idea was that you know, hey, your kids are always watching every, mm-hmm. everything you do, right? But at, at some level, it's like mm-hmm. if you continue to put out the stuff, you continue to push the content, treat it as if it is a big deal even though on paper and on the internet, it may not look like a mm-hmm. big deal yet, but it's o- all—it's <laughs> always only as big as you make it in your head, right? And if, if you think it's a big deal, you'll treat it like a big mm-hmm. deal. And I, that's what I've always thought is really awesome about what you've got going on is Absolutely. that's how you see it, that's how you treat it, and that's how it will be, yeah. you know?
3: Yep. And honestly, I'm just looking at it as, you know, something that's really fun to put together. Um, it's so enjoyable to put, hang out with my buddy Kyle, make a really cool video. And then it's just, you know, cheap advertising. I mean, it. I'm not going to make any sort of money off of YouTube AdSense anytime soon, honestly. So I'm just looking at it as something fun to do, something to kind of put my name in front of other people's eyes. And just, you know, kind of have fun with it. Just, you know, roll with the punches. Take it seriously, like so, you said, and uh, you so know, Brian, is
1: that your just, is just that your going on it. Uh, model for this? Is like okay. Tell me about like your business concept for B-Cone Knives. Is it that you want to create content to sell knives, or do you want to make knives to create content and generate maybe some sponsorships, or is it a little bit of both? It could be a mix. <laughs>
3: It's honestly, um, right now, my biggest focus and my passion is actually making, creating, and you know getting my knives into the hands of the customer, making the best um, knife I possibly can at my stage so far, um, and just getting it to someone who's going to love it for as long that's as they awesome. care to have it. Um, but, um, so yeah, the content stuff right now, um, of course it is a really big thing, and that's what most people know me from, but, um, it's not my, you know, passion isn't necessarily YouTube video making, but it is a lot of fun. It's not something that I'm just, you know, doing on the, doing on the side and just throwing out there. But yeah, um, my model right now is, I I
2: often look at social media, Instagram in particular, I think YouTube's a bit different, right? Um, Instagram can be a marketing platform to sell things. Right. And, like I, I know plenty of folks here For sure. local to me in Boise uh, that have pretty damn big followings, you know, 10K or more people. Um And when we <laughs> look at insights or, you know, stats comparing theirs to mine or different things, right? Mine's spread across the board. Mine's national, international. Theirs is very focused. You know, I, I have a buddy who, I think he's got 11 or 12,000 followers Mm -hmm. on Instagram and like 60% of them are here local in Boise, which blows my mind that he was able to target that Mm -hmm. well and and get that kind of followership local. Um, I think to me, that's kind of a neat approach to social media as well, right? People and Brian, you say it all the time, right? People want to know the Mm -hmm. person they're buying something from and what better tool than Instagram or YouTube or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, is there, then there isn't. And so to give people an idea of the process that goes into it, they value the object more, uh, they crave the object more, right. They'll tell their friends about it. And so Mm -hmm. I think even if you're not in it for purely to be a quote, content creator, it's an awesome marketing, uh, arm to the work. That you're doing as well you know and i think it harness that
3: yeah absolutely and it's incredibly valuable i mean i every time i put out a video i tend to get a couple more orders i mean Right now, my I don't have a boatload of orders in the in the books. Um, it always seems like I get an entire batch worth. I make that batch, and by the time I finish that mat batch, that's Put great. out some I'm pictures. I have another batch lined up. Yeah, yeah, it, it so, definitely. Um, I,
1: I don't make enough. Like I, I feel like, yeah, if I made more knives, I could sell them. I mean, I, I'm going to do a production run of these little stainless chef knives, um, and sure. I, I figure, well, you know, I get asked all the time. Like everybody. Sure. you know, how much your knives and I just, oh, they're like 300 bucks, you know, whatever. And people like, okay, sure. I want this one. I want that. I'm like, wait, 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 you know, like, hold on. I, Mm -hmm. I, I I make knives, you know, but I don't really sell Mm -hmm. them. So I'm not really (laughs) into production work yet. Um, but it definitely is one of those things where if you invest a little bit of time and energy and tooling, uh, I mean, there's been guys that I've spoken with, um, pr- in particular, uh, probably more than 10 guys who bought the revolution grinder because they were working on say a one by 30 and then they, uh, were, they had gotten inundated with so many orders that they realized like they needed to invest in better tooling so that they could create, you know, more work and, you know, the whole time is money thing. It, it, it was. It, it surprised me so much that there was so many of these stories where these people were just busy creating something like a knife and that they had so many customers. I was just blown away. And then I got sucked into the whole concept of these guys like on Chef's Knives to Go and um, talking with Ben's Bites up in Massachusetts. You know, his his, um, his business started out as just making handles. His business was literally just making... Octagonal oh. handles and selling them and rehandling really? really knives, so people would send them their knives. He would take the old handles off, he would put new handles on, and he was doing so well oh. at that. He was like, you know what? I want to build a grinder and actually start making the blades. And now he's got more orders than he knows what to do with. And at some point, I think he, you know, had to close his books because he was so busy. <laughs> I know, I know, and and. To me, oh, shucks, I think what a you know. Okay, look at <laughs> look at all of the things that you use on a regular basis every single day, right? There's a, lo, probably only a few handfuls of things that every single person on the planet probably uses every day, and a knife is one of them. They use it in their kitchen, and I, now that I have this like selection of handmade knives, mm-hmm. people send me knives. You know that one of the things, the cool things about being a grinder builder is that there's a lot of guys who are practicing, so they'll make me a knife and they'll want to send it to me. So now I've got all these great knives. And I, I hold them in my hand and I feel like I have a piece of them. You know, I have uh, a, a, a little bit of energy from them that is in my hand. And it, God, it's just such a great feeling to have a handmade uh, tool that I use in my kitchen every day.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And those handmade knives, I mean, the more you look at them, the more you realize that the person who made it was intentionable but about every single last thing on it it's it's like one of those pictures that you sit there and you can just look further and further like, i like yes. i'm sure that they were around in I know like exactly the 90s what you're you talking about there yeah. and you you kind of like defocus your eyes and yeah the, the it's kind of like that you just sit there and look at one of those knives and you just look at it in every single little detail you can see like oh he you know or, it, did, or is, she it is i love the handmade i love it i that don't that want the knife to crazy. be crazy
1: that's the other thing is it's that, totally worth it you know, these guys mind. are making these blades and you can't tell it's you know handmade but i oh, want it to not. be handmade i like that look and feel right. so it's um yeah. so okay so brian um uh, real quick mm-hmm. when uh i so your your day job is doing the 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 retail gig for a while um you've been been doing that for a while i know you've got some life changes happening you're mm-hmm. we, we've talked about that privately, and I think
3: um, I <laughs> yes, think sir. that
1: you're making some good decisions. However, you're in a little bit of a conundrum right now. So you're going to be moving uh, to a smaller or possibly a smaller space and you're not really sure how mm-hmm. you want to handle it. Do you want to talk a little bit about what your upcoming journey is? Oh, OK.
3: Sure. So actually, it's still up in the air. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm moving right about an hour away. Um, it's actually kind of nice to meet for me because I'm moving back to the town where I went to college in over in Mount Pleasant. So a lot of my friends are still there, so that's that's really mm-hmm. cool. However, I'm moving an hour away from this shop. Um, so we're gonna be moving back into an apartment, which. Is an ideal because now I don't have a shop, your shop space. Right I now don't is, have a garage I can move basically into. basically in your backyard. So right now or... I'm, go ahead. No. Nope. Yeah, it's literally just a shack in the backyard. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, you know, I'm talking to a few friends and friends of friends to try to find a space for me to set up a shop. But as of right now, it looks like it'll be an hour drive to my shop. So. I'm going to try to find a situation where I can spend a week in here here and dedicate 10-hour days to working in this place. Sorry about that. Yeah, no,
1: I was asking essentially the same question was, you know, is it an option for you to maybe rent a space or share a space, a small workshop? In fact, I would almost like in my head, Brian, I already see a major bottleneck for you trying to get. You know, number one, you're going to be leaving your, your, your partner. And I, I, you know, for me personally, I like to stay as connected to my spouse as possible. Um, So now you're like giving up family time, (laughs) you're very connected, very connected. We are at (laughs) at the hip. And, 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 but so here, here's my thinking, right? Yeah. What if you posted your conundrum on, on Facebook and, so since you have a connection of people already in your hometown or that's not your hometown Mm -hmm. but your college town it's possible that you could pool the resources of those people and say look i don't need a huge space i need like you know uh eight five ten or whatever um somebody the chances are somebody's gonna have a space for you where you're gonna be able to move your shop closer to where you live um, even if you have to pay a little bit of money for that i would think that i would think in my head, mm-hmm. you're going to be way more productive. Even if you pay, let's just of say course. the rent is like 250 bucks or 300 bucks a month. The amount of money mm-hmm. that you're going to make, it's totally worth it. Right. Yeah. Because you're going to be, knife? yeah, it's one blade. It. And, and the amount of driving, you know? as you know, mm-hmm. the tempering cycle, the heat treating, yeah, right? all that stuff, sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's hurry up to wait. I just mm-hmm. don't know if that's uh, makes Dude, sense, know. you know, for you to drive that far, yeah. you know, and,
2: yep. and, I was going to say, and even motive, I look at motivation no, wise. as of too, right now. Right? Like, Oh, sorry. If, go ahead. If this building what that was I'm that sitting in wasn't literally five steps from mm-hmm. my back door, I don't think I'd fucking come here that much, you know? Right. <laughs> like I really don't. Um, I, as yeah, much as sadly, I say I, that, but the reality of right life is that, you know, I've yeah. got two kids, I've got, they've got sports, they've got school, they've got all these other commitments. I've got a day job. I've got, you know, all this stuff um right now i wake up at 4 30 in the each morning other. go ahead i wouldn't wake up at 4 30 in the morning to drive an hour i i just know myself mm-hmm. you know oh, um yeah. but the other idea um
3: couple have, old work friends have you that, ever thought um, of like do you know other, other people even you farmers they split the-
2: up about your work right and treat treat like batches. almost every single tool yeah. I have could around you, has um, been inspired or could you by your YouTube in the your... department, you know, with the right kind of kiln, yeah, you know, and spend some bucks to get that set up. Or, you know, I don't, I, I don't, again, I, I don't know, Jack, about knife or just, just you
3: telling me personally, you know, you've got to you check this thing out. So, then, like you say, you know, I
2: really, hey, it's Saturday, uh. You know, from six to noon, I'll be grinding the shit out of some blades, and I'll have them stocked up for the week. And then, you know, sharpen at home and heat treat at home. You know, or I, I don't know. There may not be that possibility, <laughs> but and shared spaces Area are great
3: that might be able to have an outbuilding somewhere. But out I still, I'm coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking maybe you mount your grinder right in the living room and
3: mm-hmm. uh, empty-handed. You know, so just far, tell your fiance yeah, like, yeah, sure. "Hey, I mean, look, hey, this, this is what's happening from here on out." girls yes, love that. Really need a whole lot of area, A dedicated,
1: one of uh, them workshop maker to idols. Uh,
3: yeah. yeah. I mean, if you just look <laughs> it, around it, my shop, it, um, yeah, I don't, I don't. Perfect. <laughs>
2: Rip out the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honey,
1: yeah, yeah. there's a layer of dust all over the TV. What's going on? Uh, oh, I'm just grinding down. I've got a batch of like 30 knives I got to do. So, yeah. you know. I can't, what'd you say? I can't hear anything over the grinder.
2: Yeah, it's really know. loud in here. <laughs>
1: I can barely breathe. Oh, that's because I'm, uh, you know, f- I'm firing the forge yeah, and it's eating up all the available air inside of the apartment. <laughs> now, I think I definitely think sh- a shared space is something that you should consider, or or trying Percent to, fi- you know, pool those resources. And I have found standing in
3: front of the brander, uh, uh, which is that
1: uh, Facebook is a fantastic way to yeah. uh, reach out to a whole bunch of people at once because not only will you, you may find somebody that is willing to loan. Thank you their so much. I really appreciate it. For Those you words mean a lot know, to me. Um, there you, could be somebody so, that goes, Oh, um, I've got a 10 by 10 shed like that, in my backyard. It's just full I of junk. If you haul everything friends, away, you can yep, use it sure. You never know. I mean, this stuff happens yep. you don't. and uh, they want to support your work.
2: I have a, I have a buddy that um, my buddy, Dave double barrel just somewhere. Liver, I can make some noise in. recently moved to the Nashville area.
3: And he literally just, me just texted be me there. this
2: morning and said, for for a little while there, I kind of had a harebrained mm. idea that it would be really fun to start like a makerspace kind of a place, but I don't know that Boise's the right market for it, but he's uh, he's strongly considering sure. starting one over where he's at. Yeah. You know, and he's like, <laughs> I met, Thanks, I met Dan. some guy, you know, met a handful of guys that, don't appreciate have just being able to shop talk to you face to face, and I've got thank you really for having me on. And whenever you need this new
3: place, no, oh one hundred percent, a huge barn. No, I've I've been he's looking at it, man. Um, had it a huge happen, but... shop
2: out here. It was like sixty by eighty. Or I don't something think crazy. that's gonna fly, though. A big shop, but he's like, you know, why not? I'll open it up, charge a subscription, you know, or something. Like that. You never know. There's there's folks out there that. Hey, all you, you know, need to do is just see the throw up right tarps Facebook everywhere,
3: thing. put the belt it's grinder. Like, ah, What's the worst right. It's it's sure, a really small. If there shop. wasn't a the college there, it would be a very small town. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Small.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's it, you don't need much either. Right? You need well no what is it? Eight as by of eight? right now.
3: Oh sorry, go ahead. What was that, Ben?
2: Mm Yeah.
3: Yeah, right. You don't need right a lot of not. area and you don't
2: well, necessarily need a big <laughs> you don't have big power requirements either yet, right? So that's kinda of convenient too.
1: Right. Yeah. On. Well, hey, listen, Brian, thank you for joining Absolutely. us, man. We appreciate well, you for coming on. Uh, and yes. uh, and sadly, you will be about, a regular addition to our uh, Work sadly, For It Live podcast streams. <laughs> uh, I, uh, what, how I envision actually, what we're doing here on, on the Work For It podcast is right. to have some so, yeah. regular people kind of joining us. I want you to know how much I appreciate you and your energy. It looks all and your over work. Mount Pleasant and the surrounding um, Mount really Pleasant do, areas, um, and I there's really no makerspace. I Think that you're gonna go uh, places with your pursuits and your endeavors. Mm-hmm. Just give it some time. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing, and be consistent, and you know, always work for it, man. And you're gonna do great.
2: Hell yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Sure. We actually have an extra bedroom in the apartment that we're moving to, and I was just like, "Sure."
1: <laughs> um. All right, man. You you have an open invite anytime you want to come on. All right.
3: Yes, he. Yes. All right, guys.
1: <laughs> all right, uh, Brian. Thanks so much, man. We'll 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 check in with you later. Thanks again.
3: Piece. Not so going to come dude. anywhere near that apartment, um, or at least not inside of it. Anymore. All right. So, all
1: right. So we are. So we are now an hour seven into this. We have had uh, fifty-eight comments on Facebook, it's, it's which is fantastic. A There's anyway. a bunch of people that are Sorry, commenting in. Um, yeah. I, if I think you could pull up the Facebook thing now, you might want to check it. Yeah. But, um, uh, uh, one of the things that Richard Beck actually was saying it was talking about the things that uh, are out of stock. Um, I'm having the same problem as most people with COVID that you know we're having Man, issues tough. with getting motors and stuff and finding alternatives for that. Um, even we've gone even so far as to, to design our own knobs now because um, I'm <laughs> right? able to go and have the knobs made cheaper than I'm actually able to find them on McMaster Car. Uh, so it's yeah. just it's unbelievable what COVID has done. Now here's the thing. Here's how I look at this. This is a good thing. Right, because I would have never gone so far as to design a knob and have all that yep. stuff done because I would have just relied on the cheap plastic ones that I was getting from McMaster car. But instead, it took the revolution project up a step. So very soon, hopefully very soon, we will have uh, laser cut knobs uh, available and that you fabricate yourself and everything else. But it'll be part of the kit. And then, you know, Love it'll it. kind of go out to the, the ether and you can actually Love buy it. them separately, too, which is kind of cool. But yeah. I, I also feel Richard those... that Nobs. go ahead. What'd you say?
2: I was to say when you're done, I want to talk to you about those knobs. I have, I have an idea with them.
1: Tell me, tell me what you're thinking.
2: Well, I start, so I started and I've, I know I've Uh-oh, mentioned Hold it. on,
1: hold on, hold on real oh, quick, Ben. Oh, oh, We've got oh, oh, Mark, Vandersander. Mark VanderSander. Vandersander wants to join the... Mark Vander Sander. Mark VanderSander. All right, Vanders let's Sander. let him in. Let's see what he's doing. Hopefully he's wearing pants. Is he wearing pants? Is he, He's wearing pants. He wearing I think pants. he's wearing pants. We don't know. We don't know if he's well, wearing yeah, pants, but he's got a shirt. Maybe. We know he's got a shirt on, that's for sure. So that looks good. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Wait. Yeah, he's wearing a shirt. There he there we is. Go. He does okay. have pants on. Thank All right. God. We know he's got pants on. I am we, can, we can up. hear you. How you doing, Mark? Yeah. I don't know if he can hear us or not. He must not be able to hear. Uh, can you there, hear us? There is
5: a big delay.
1: Oh, it's a huge delay. All right, maybe oh. we'll try this some other time. There's a big delay. What? Look at. It. Can you hear? Can you hear us at all? Yeah, I'm just gonna do it like this. Oh wait,
2: maybe we got yeah. him. This it is our big, first time doing delay. this,
1: by the way. Is it a big delay? All right. Yeah. All right. We'll cut. Well, maybe we'll try again another time. All right. We yeah. can do that.
5: Uh, uh well, it is, it,
1: does it sound better now?
5: Yeah, I can hear you.
1: Okay. Oh, All right, go. good. What are you up to? There we go. Maybe it was just well, your I headphones. House on wheels. Yeah. I mean
2: the house on wheels, baby.
1: Nice. House on wheels. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so big, what's big, well, is that uh Mark, is are you tell tell us a little bit about your relationship with T R Maker? I know you're doing the distribution for him now in, in the UK. Yeah.
5: Yeah, not not so distribution. I'm selling uh, his stuff through my website. And <clears throat> whatever people order, I send uh, the email to him and he sends it out to uh, the customer. Okay. Um, I, I can buy some whole uh, wholesale, what makes it easier for me to send over to the uk or in the uk Mm -hmm. but um yeah he asked me i think like five months ago now uh i like and he said uh, i like your presence on uh on social media on instagram and uh would you like to be the distributor of my stuff in the uk so yeah why not awesome and And how's it going
1: i mean are you i i see your posts all the time so i figured you're you're doing some at least doing some business it seems like things are going really really great because he's got um uh he's got his own surface grinding attachment now which is really cool
5: yeah that is a great piece of kit it absolutely is it's uh it's it's coming complete with the wheel with the rail with the slat with the magnets everything you can adjust it and you know it's 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 an it's a good piece of kit but sales wise i thought the first week <laughs> i had like 10 orders i, think, I thought well there's going to be a nice uh, big fat check in my back pocket yeah and then it just came down and huh. after that i had four or five sales well so it's it's not that Let me let me tell you what I think is happening, because we're
1: we're experiencing the same thing. Sales are slow um, also uh, on our end. And uh, and I think that. um, Here's my personal belief. I think the pandemic is has caused this like delay in a lot of things. And then also we have kind of this collide of summer (laughs) happening because right now in the UK, everything's warming up in Europe, it's all warming up. Uh, and I think people are, they've been enclosed in quarantine for so long. I think people are taking their time doing (laughs) other things. They're spending time with their families. They're doing other things than buying things. I here's my prediction. I think it's going to be a really slow summer for sales and that's okay. And I, you know what I would use this time and which is what I'm doing to build infrastructure, to come up with new concepts, uh, still keep pushing social media, keep building your social media. But I have noticed not only just in sales, but I've noticed like my YouTube videos uh, are slow. You know, there's not a lot of viewership on those subscriptions to my uh, YouTube channel are very low. Uh, I've noticed this and it's in every single avenue of every single thing I'm doing. It's not just on YouTube. It's not just on Instagram. It's not just on Etsy. It's not just on my website. It's everything. And when I talk to other retailers, they're all saying the same thing. And uh, so I think I think personally, it's this is just like a lull. And then when fall hits, bang, it's going to come right back. Everything's going to hit again um, and we're just going to keep going. So I I really think that. um, Yeah. And see, Richard Richard Beck is saying the same thing. He's saying his sales dry up almost every summer and it's his restocking period. And I feel the same way. I'm, I'm basically yeah. uh, going out and getting new, creating new things and prototyping new things right now and taking this time, because I know when fall hits, uh, we're not going to have a lot of time, you know. We're, yeah, that's when things are hitting. By the way, real quick, yeah. I wanted to show Mark this because he's going to love this real quick. So this just came in a mail for me from me uh, from you So this I have I'm going to do a video on this, but this is uh, the knife vice. And I know Mark has these on his website too, and they're distributed. You can distribute them in the UK. I have played with this for about 10 minutes. I'm so impressed with it. I I mean, I don't even know all the stuff it does yet, but this is so cool. So I love it. Looks it. Um, dirty. I'm gonna do a video on it. Well, it's it's a little dirty because I've been using it, Ben. That's <laughs> No,
2: no, 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 not that kind of dirty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> this right here is where you want to pay attention to, all right there. Your, the little man in the canoe. Here.
2: Don't put your finger in it. <laughs> don't, don't put your pickle in there.
1: So anyway, uh but uh but yeah, so that I was wondering because i, I getting back to the sales thing with you, Mark, was that um, you know working I've worked with you sell for the last couple of years. Uh, and, and his uh, equipment comes so quickly from Turkey to the US, it's fantastic. And he's yeah. a great guy to work with, by the way. So
5: it's like five days. I got
1: this it? in three, I think. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy quick. Yeah. yeah
5: so yeah. I had a shipment coming from Turkey from him within 19 no hours. No kidding.
2: Whoa.
1: 19 hours. Well, you're a little closer, I guess, but yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah, it is a little closer, I think, Ugh. because uh, Heathrow is uh, quite close to us. Uh, uh, the airport and DHL will uh, land there, and they, I think, DHL has a hub over there. That's crazy. So I think to say he, he, I ordered it on a, let's say on a th- Thursday morning, and Friday afternoon nice. I had it. Man. Nice nice yeah that was
1: that was it's, when it comes over yeah. from turkey it has to go all the way to ohio and right. it has to clear customs and see ohio is like right in the middle of the us and then i'm all the way further south like yeah. i'm down way south like near cuba so i mean it's it's like in 3 days that thing leaves uh let's see turkey is what turkey is still considered the eu right is or is it considered wow. Part, I think of, it's the part EU, of the but EU, but it's not. Yeah. Is it on the continent of Europe? I don't know. I think it is. Yeah, it's far. It, but it's super yeah, far just, just uh, east. Yeah. And then and then it and then you yeah, know it comes is. all the way over from there to Ohio, and then from Ohio to Florida in three days and clears customs. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable.
2: It's baffling when you, you know as much as we like to complain about shipping, when you stop and and consider for a second hmm. what's involved in it. It's amazing. I do uh, – this was interesting. I had an empty Amazon package the other day. Came, fucking thing was not a damn thing. Em- in The box was empty? Nothing in it. Yeah. Okay. It, was, oh. uh, it was supposed to be a little Arduino Uno device. Came empty. And then it took me like two days to
5: I, – I, I put it on my uh... – <laughs> i put it on
1: my bed oh my god it's coming around full circle now
2: even in um what is it new york city and some other places there's same same day amazon shipping hey
1: you order your asparagus in the morning
2: and they they're there for dinner it's like jeez yeah i
1: i ordered uh believe it or not i ordered wine on amazon and it was delivered the same day because they just go pick it up from whole foods and deliver it right to my right to my door
2: couldn't couldn't get the kid to drive you on
1: yeah right dire wolf ford uh is commenting he said he got a seven inch drive wheel in three days from uh turkey to pennsylvania so three days, Man, seven inch drive wheel yeah. from Usel in Turkey. So yeah. I had to look um, at the
2: map, but Turkey's like over there next to Greece, uh, close to Iraq and Syria.
5: Yeah, that's, I've
2: yeah. always wanted to go Greece. to Turkey.
1: My, my wife's family's all from Turkey. Their lineage is all, they're all Turkish. Um, nice. So we have connections over there. I've never been, but I'd like to go uh, real quick, place, Mark. Uh, Dan uh, wants you to talk about Maker Central.
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Maker Cent- Central. That is um, uh, an exhibition here in Birmingham. Uh, we're going to be there for a weekend, 7th and 8th of August, with all the TR Maker stuff, oh, nice. all the stuff that uh, Daniel is making,
1: Gonna have the Vander Sander uh, there.
5: The Vander Sander will be. Vander Sander, we gonna be there. And I probably take a revolution from somebody <laughs>
3: who we know.
1: Show off the revolution, baby! I love it. Like, I can't fine, believe you know? it's gonna be showed <laughs> yeah, off. That's I, great.
3: It's yeah. awesome. I love it. Yeah, and I, I,
5: because there are so many attachments going on to the revolution, or what can be. Uh, put on the revolution i have to take it um to put the big wheel on the small wheel attachment the surface grinder so i can show the people there um dude that's awesome what it can do and i'm gonna take my my tracking system with me fantastic Uh, i um listen uh, to
1: the
2: do you listen to the uh makers international podcast mark they chat quite a bit uh, about Maker Central. Um, What's his name from over there? Jamie Page is on there. And they got a really good, uh, it's a good show and really good community surrounding that show as well. But um, who did I just see sharing Maker Central? I think it might have been Duresta was sharing stuff about Maker Central. And I think on their podcast, Making It, um, he and Bob Claggett, we're talking about that they're heading, they're going to probably head over. So I know that's been, a, been an awesome, all right. awesome show from the folks that, you know, I've heard through podcasts and stuff, but folks have really spoken very highly of Maker Central, much different, I guess, than like a Maker Fair over here. It seems like Maker Central is like really hands-on and just really all about you know, what it should be about. It's not not so much glitz, glamour, and marketing. So it should be cool.
5: No. No, I think, uh, like, uh, DeWalt, uh, uh, Milwaukee, yeah. all the tools are there. Um, there's, there's a little area where we're going to sit, uh, just the independent mm-hmm. makers. So, and I think we just skipped the line about, me taking all the TR maker stuff because in that way, yeah, I'm not yeah. independent. I'm just selling his stuff, but I want yeah. to show it. I think there's maybe maybe a 100,000 knife makers here in the UK, maybe more, I don't even know, but um, who don't have yeah. the social medias, right. so I can't reach them. But if they go to the exhibition, to the Maker cent- uh, Central, then, they could show, yep. then I can show them that's this is awesome. failable. So that, that broaden, you know, that. so I can, yeah. How do you say yeah. that? Yeah. Spread my wings a bit. Just ask for
1: forgiveness instead of permission. That's what I always say. Yeah. You know, just uh, hey. go there and um, yeah. So real What's quick that? before I hang up with you, Mark, uh, plug your website, would you?
5: Oh, that's uh, 118 blades dot
1: co one one eight bladescouk so if you're in the uk and uh, you want to get hooked up with some good deals go to uh mark's website and check them out mark out thanks for joining too. us today man oh yeah check out the vander sander great great little concept yeah, he's got going it, on there and i know you'll be pushing yeah. that at the maker central fair it'll be awesome yeah, you
5: made it I have, have not built it yet? it
1: yet. No, I have not. Um, I, you know, now that sales are slow, I got stuff to do. Now I can I can actually take the time to do it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I have a here, here's what I don't, it's upstairs, but, um, I have been waiting on a motor for so long because I don't have any oh, available, yeah. like open motors. Um, yeah, I finally got my motor. Uh, it was last week. You so up, I'll have a motor yeah. that doesn't have a purpose. And then I also have the disc itself, which I bought uh, from God, yeah. I bought that like a year and a half ago, but I couldn't get a motor. So it didn't matter anyway. I, like everybody goes is, is telling me like, oh, the motors have been out of stock forever. And all I right. keep telling people like, well, just order them and then it back order fun. it. And then I can't yeah. actually get one because they're all <laughs> so they're all for sale. <laughs> but 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 real quick, if you are in the U.S. Yeah. and you're looking for an no Iron Horse I motor. It. Uh, alternative. Essentially, the same motor is made uh, in uh, the US or it's made in China, but there's another distributor in the US that sells them on eBay. So I post about it all the time on Facebook now because I'm trying to get people um, to buy it. Now, it is $50 more expensive than if you were to buy it from Automation Direct. But people are telling me now the the back orders are just back ordered, back ordered, back ordered for months. Uh, So, you know. Spend spend fifty bucks and get, you know, get a get the motor now, you know. So Yeah, hell That's yeah. Order two. Mark, thanks, thanks for hanging out, buddy. All right. You have an open invite. Come join us anytime, all right?
2: Hell yeah, brother. Yeah.
1: All right, amigo. All right. Have a great but night. Okay. We'll see you later. Bye. I mean. All right. This is so All cool, right. man. All right. Just like yeah, it's like this the, is working
2: it's like out. The uh, work for it town hall, you know, or <laughs> or like like a like a pub or something, you know. Just people pop in bullshit for a while. I love it.
1: Okay, so re- me too. I love it, and I and here's what I I keep thinking to myself. Okay, so we've done this now. This is the first show. This is episode number fifty two of the Work for it Podcast. This is the yep. first time going, going live with video. And we've had two yep. people join and it was a success and they use <laughs> their phones. So if you, if you're listening to this, people
2: figured it out
1: and you want to get, we figured it out. You want to get involved. There is a work for it podcast, YouTube channel. Now, uh, it will, I will post it everywhere. I know how to post it as soon as it's live. Cause I have to like go through jump through some hoops with YouTube to make that live. The next episode, episode fifty-three, will be broadcast on YouTube. So anybody that wants to watch it can watch it over there, and then you can also we'll also cross-stream it to Facebook, which is what we're doing right now. And we do that on the DIY belt grinders and machines uh, group uh, because there's thirteen thousand members in there, and and uh, I'm the admin, and you know they can pick and choose to watch it. uh,
2: We may figure out how to at least post it to Instagram at some level. Right. But not,
1: not I don't live. Know, yeah, I think we're maybe I, maybe after I think what we can do is, yeah, it, I'm going to try this piece of software that f- puts the video together. And if we do that, we'll can, we can create an IGTV. I just don't think it'll yeah. be live, which will suck. No, but uh, I, that's the one thing about this software. And in fact, there's a whole lot of different pieces of software out there that will stream to all these different social media platforms, yeah. but Instagram is not included. Which I don't understand. So uh, I there think must it's be a some software API. issue. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I think it's I think a weird that's API. It. Ben, can you? We can can you it believe manually. it? We, we're we're an hour and a half in. We did an I hour know, and a half show. Just... It went so quick. Unbelievable. <laughs>
2: like I thought it went fast when we when we didn't have all this other stuff going on. But my lord, it went even faster today.
1: It did not feel like an hour and a half at all. That was a fantastic no. time and. Listen, if you're listening to us on uh, anywhere on uh, any of these podcast platforms, we truly appreciate you listening. If you're watching us live, you can do so on Riverside.fm. There'll be links uh, on the website where you can find all of that. You can listen to us live on Facebook. You can listen to us live next show on the Work For It podcast YouTube channel, and we have... Uh, we want to grow this thing and make it big and make it, uh, you know, Man. so that everybody that we've worked with over the last couple of years has an opportunity, has a stage to join us and kind of yep. uh, get involved with all this fun live streaming stuff. Bring so anyway, we appreciate you and our lovely patrons. Thank you. Uh, hey. Mark Vandersander, Vanderwerf. He is one yeah. of them. And thank you, Mark. We appreciate you and so much. And well. B. And B. Cone, yeah, he's one too. Oh my God. That's true. Yeah. Both guys that called in today are were patrons. So for as little See as one dollar a month, you? you can support us right on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> we honestly, we would have accepted anybody today, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh shit, there's but, a dog. Uh, Bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. My cat is trying to uh zoom call in oh. into the show. All right, put him through. Does
2: he have his own mic?
1: So. <laughs> ben anything else you want to bring up before we we end the stream
2: i don't think so man just great times really really excited for doing this on the regular and uh being able to show folks stuff is so cool and so yeah just stoked to stoked to keep growing and and keep pushing this thing as far as we can
1: me too man i'm looking forward to it as well so all right. Well, listen, hey, thanks for listening to the Work For It podcast and watching us on our stream. You can find anything and everything that we're doing over at uh, Instagram house underscore underscore work or the work for it dot podcast Instagram feed. You can find Ben Butler at Benjamin Butler Co. on Instagram. Mm, uh, company, and you also have but, a yeah. new website. Oh, is it company? It's not Co
2: company yeah or benjaminbutlercompany.com or butlerbuilt.us which will just Butler take you to a set of US. plans but that's cool too
1: all right very good i love it when a plan comes yeah. together ben was good hanging out with you buddy
2: you as well I'll see dude. you next week cheers
1: all right guys thanks so much cheers all right see you later
2: bye Goodbye.
1: Bye. Goodbye. Adios. (laughs) Keep working hard. Now people can
2: see us do it. It feels weird. Bye.
1: (laughs) Goodbye.
0: (laughs) Bye.
2: Goodbye. What do we do? Hang up on this thing?